In this study, CAR, together with RAND Europe, uh, explored regulation of logistics infrastructures uh, in Brazil. This study was funded by the Prosperity Fund organized by the Foreign and Commonwealth Office of the United Kingdom. Logistics infrastructures are of critical importance to many countries. Brazil is therefore no different. However, uh, Brazil faces particular issues um, regarding its political system, its economic development, and therefore logistics infrastructures are of critical importance to its development. Regulation is critical for attracting investment into infrastructures as well as logistics infrastructures. Therefore, in this study, we explored how regulatory governance could be ex um, expanded and uh, advanced in Brazil, but also to develop issues such as regulatory capacity. In this report, therefore, we advocate measures to enhance discipline discretion as a way to enhance regulatory capacity and therefore also to advance investment in logistics infrastructures in Brazil. So if we start thinking about the issues in uh, infrastructure logistics in Brazil, there's probably three things that we want to focus on. Well, first of all, the quality of infrastructure is not particularly good, especially when we compare it to other countries like Mexico and Indonesia. Brazil tends to score a lot lower in terms of the quality of its roads, ports and railways as well. The second thing is, of course, even if you have a good railway, for instance, the accessibility to that railway is not always particularly good. So it's typically a monopoly provider on that railway that is shipping its own goods. Other people cannot get on that railway. So that is a concern that we clearly need to address in this situation as well. A third component is also that the infrastructure is maybe not in the right places. So production in Brazil is moving quite quickly westwards, especially agricultural production. And guess what? There's very few roads there and railways. So the basically investment is not really following the production areas. So those are all really central concerns in the Brazilian case. And on top of all of that, private investors are really interested in investing in areas that already have good infrastructure in Brazil. So there's really not a move towards actually sort of these emergent areas in Brazil that really require more investment. We diagnosed four particular capacity deficits um, that apply to Brazil. One is analytical capacities. Here, in particular, the critical question was what kind of strategic overview does the Brazilian executive have over the development of infrastructures? What would be the economic developments, technological developments? How would the different modes work together? And how would the infrastructure fit with wider development aims and plans and such like. The second capacity deficit that we diagnosed was a coordination deficit. Namely, the problem here was um, that different uh, agencies didn't really speak together, there was no overall integration, and overall the system suffered from multi-organizational sub-optimization. The third capacity deficit we diagnosed was an oversight deficit. And here in particular, the, the issue was about how regulators were able to enforce and monitor uh, concessions. One problem with regulators was that they didn't have stable resources to main maintain monitoring um, of concessions um, in an sort of overtime basis. Um, furthermore, there was also a problem with enforcement and sanctioning. Um, there was a widespread gambling culture among concessions, concession holders that could believe that they could negotiate later uh, when times were bad. This generally created problems of enforcement for regulators. The final capacity deficit we diagnosed was a delivery capacity deficit. Uh, here in particular the issue was about the development of concessions and basically the bringing them into the market. And here in particular the issue of 
of those who was really responsible for managing and developing concessions, uh, critical problems in the relationship between ministries and regulators and the wider executive. So given some of these concerns around uh, capacity that Martin has already highlighted, what can you do about this in terms of regulatory governance? Well, that's quite a difficult problem in and by itself to resolve, but there's probably three options to think about. So the first would be to do something like a special purpose vehicle. So really what you would do is handpick the best and brightest in the civil service and in the ministries, bring them together, get them to prepare the bits that you're actually going to put out to concession and actually prepare them and then deliver this. So what you're doing is you're creating islands of excellence within the administration where you pull together this resource. There's a fundamental problem with doing this though. The question is how sustainable is this approach? So if you're thinking about building overall capacity in the Brazilian administration, is this the best way to do it? Well, some international evidence suggests that this is probably not the best way to do it. These islands will always exist in isolation and really not, will not build up administrative capacity in the way that you would want to do it. So that brings us perhaps to option two. So this is basically working within the existing ministries and regulators, but building some additional capacities there. So you might want to build some additional capacity around planning and infrastructure development in a specific unit, another specific unit that's focusing on delivery. Again, this might be additional to what we currently already have. And as you remember from what Martin was talking about, the, we already have an issue around coordination problems in the Brazilian administration with too many actors there. So this might not solve that problem either. So that brings us to, I guess, the preferred option, which is the third option, and that's really to strengthen coordination between government actors in Brazil. We already have ministries in place that are doing a lot of things. We have a, a, a central coordination body within the Casa Civil, the office of the president that is coordinating these bits. We have the regulators in, pl in place. Why don't we strengthen the coordination between these bodies and get that overseen by a central party within the administration? We think that probably would be a much more fruitful approach. So how then can we think about enhancing regulatory capacity to develop disciplined uh, discretion? One way to think about um, this is to enhance procedural tools. Regulatory impact assessments have been widely practiced internationally and they're also of increasing importance in Brazil. Uh, over a decade now, they have been trying, uh, Brazil has been trying to introduce regulatory impact uh, assessments into its agencies. Uh, recent legislative changes to seek to introduce impact assessments as a mandatory requirement. However, impact assessments on their own are unlikely to enhance capacity. They're often nothing else but a fig leaf for priorities already established. They come too late or they are basically offering uh, unhelpful messages to decisions already taken. So impact assessments to have a capacity-enhancing way can only offer um, a way uh, forward when they're used as a way of having a conversation, when people have to justify how an impact assessment was built and uh, developed in order to basically have a peer review of an impact assessment kind of system. The second way to enhance uh, capacity is to think about challenge tools. Uh, here, in particular, the idea is to think um, of regulators having capacity to play the role of a devil's advocate. Namely, the idea that uh, performance information is being challenged, particular plans are being challenged, that basically unhelpful messages are basically being aired in order to basically ensure that not just conventional opinion uh, is being sort of offered uh, and, and developed. 
Um, the third way uh, to think about regulatory uh, capacity enhancement is to think about engagement tools. And here in particular, um, the way is to think about stakeholder engagement beyond the traditional consultation mechanisms that are well established in the Brazilian uh, administration. Stakeholder engagement means really introducing users and other stakeholders into a conversation about basically what regulation should achieve, use them to negotiate directly with a concession holder where possible, and also to use them as a monitoring device. Um, and that can then establish a system uh, such as a tramline type of approach towards uh, regulation of concession uh, performance. The final way uh, to think about capacity is to think about incentive tools. And here, the critical issue is to develop benchmarking and other uh, kind of leak tabling devices, which offers basically comparison between the performance between different concessions in order to basically allow for naming and shaming and to basically encourage concession holders to improve. This, however, of course, requires monitoring as well as, uh, one might say, a larger number of concession holders uh, in the system. The wider implications of the report um, are quite considerable. I mean, for Brazil itself, uh, we've tried to highlight a certain way forward to think about regulatory governance and to think about regulatory capacity, which goes beyond electoral cycles, which basically moves beyond small changes in the institutional arrangements. But Brazil is not alone in these challenges when it comes to the regulation of logistics infrastructures. One key challenge is, is about the role of regulatory agencies and what it means to be independent uh, in this relationship between ministries, centres of government and regulators and concession holders. The second concern is about uh, the role of international investors, who these investors are and what's the relationship between a country and an investor uh, are. The third key issue is what are the central aims of regulation. In the past, the aim has always been about efficiency. Nowadays, it is far more about the distributional and the security supply dimensions of regulation, which are at the forefront. Again, Brazil needs to think about these as other countries. Finally, too, uh, this report highlights the limitations of the orthodoxies that used to underpin regulation and development de uh, debates. Uh, our idea to bring in the notion of disciplined discretion highlights the importance of establishing, on the one hand, predictability, but also, on the other hand, to establish moments of adaptation and flexibility in regulatory arrangements. That is why the concept of regulatory capacity should be at the heart of debates about how to regulate infrastructures in the future.